You're listening to Empowering Emma, a podcast that focuses on self-care, navigating college life, and chasing success. Hello, everyone. Today, in our episode, we're going to be talking about how you are raised matters and how you become as an adult. And today, I have my mom with me. Hello, I'm the mom. Yes, she's my mom. (laughs) Um, I wanted to have her on because obviously she's my mom and she knows how she raised me and what she did to make me turn out pretty good. Pretty good, yeah. Pretty good. Uh I think Uh think I'm pretty decent. (laughs) You're a good human being. Thank God. Mm -hmm. Thank Mm -hmm. you, Mom. So kind. And she's also an early childhood professor. So you want to talk about that? Um, Sure, sure. I mean, uh, yeah, I do uh, teach early childhood education. Um, And I've been there full time, 11 years. I was part. I know it's a long time. That's a long time. And it was eight years, I think, uh, being an adjunct teacher between two different colleges. Oh my gosh, I didn't realize it was that long. So you really know what you're talking about. Seven or eight years, I was an adjunct. And then in that time, of course, my main job was raising you guys. And then. I fell into college teaching because I had taught preschool before that, so it wasn't really even on my radar of something I wanted to do <laughs> for a living. Because honestly, speaking in front of large groups of people was like super it's scary. scary for me. And I fell in love with it. I did the first class as a favor to a friend, and then I got my master's degree and got lucky. Um, you know, we have a few colleges in our area, but not many, and so I got lucky. And um, it's really, really hard work. Like mm-hmm. the weight of like if you take it seriously, that you're educating people to educate children yeah it's important yeah so but I love it yeah yeah so I guess along with that she said that she like raised us like as a full-time job kind of Mm -hmm. and we were really lucky to have both parents stay at home and I feel like that impacted the way that we were raised and like that family dynamic because my dad worked from home and my mom worked you mostly stayed at home with us and you worked every once in a while yeah you were you were still in class at that point too getting your master's I taught a class here and there yeah yeah so I feel like that was really like important in the way that we grew up because we didn't spend a lot of time at daycare which is really I don't know I'm really thankful that we didn't grow up with someone else you know yeah like I feel like it really changes like how you are and Kendall was raised the same way and so we both kind of have that to bond with yeah, and when I think it's like, of course, I teach people who, you know, some of the students will be daycare teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I value what they do yeah, yeah. and that parents need to work. And for so sure. we have to like work together with the parents yeah. for the best outcome for the kids. And so just like anything, I think there are good and bad daycares, good right. and bad daycare teachers. Just like you can't really overgeneralize and say, oh, just because you, you're a stay-at-home mom, you're doing a great job. For like, sure. I mean, it's, you know, it's it's everything is like on a spectrum you know yeah so yeah we try to do the best we can also I feel like sometimes people like not always but like look down on like moms that stay home and I think that's so dumb because like people are like that's not a full-time job but like like you said like you're taking care of I mean one two or more kids you're cooking you're cleaning you're doing laundry and all of that stuff and I know that yeah that's kind of like a general kind of thing and people are moving away from that like my dad helped in some in the same ways so yeah that was also a cool thing that I value as we grew up that you guys shared those kind of roles and like take mm-hmm. turns cooking and cleaning and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause now like with me and Kendall, I'm like, I'm not going to do everything for you. Like mm-hmm. we need to have equal partnership. Yeah. And I learned that from you and I feel like that's really important also. Yeah. And I, well, I think it's, I think just in the 20 years, almost 21 that I've been raising you and your sister, mm-hmm. not that I'm still raising you cause I'm not. <laughs> she still feeds us every year. <laughs> 
you're grown adults, but <laughs> you're adulting very well. Um, but you know, I will always be your mom. But in, in that time, I think I've seen it change from yeah. like when I w- used to say to people, like if they'd ask and I'd say, Oh, I'm a stay at home mom, but I'm also working on my master's mm-hmm. degree or whatever. You'd still get that kind of like, Oh yeah. Mm, yeah. Kind of a judgment. And I think in just the 20 years I've noticed from my students and, and them talking about parents or they are parents that we're getting better at uplifting moms and dads yeah. uh, that stay home and just not judging moms mm-hmm. and dads for whatever, like you see them in the grocery store and the kids having a meltdown. Yeah. I don't, I think we're better at not judging that and like, Hey, you're doing the best you can today. Right. right. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's, I think that's a really good thing also. Yeah. yeah. So for today, I just wanted to kind of ask my mom some questions that I came up with and we'll see how she answers. Okay, okay, I'll try. She was like, okay, send me the questions in advance because I need to prepare. I'm a professor. I have to prepare. Yes, yes. If it was Kendall, he's like, "Uh, I'll just think of something on the spot. And then he takes like a 10 minute pause. He's like, uh, uh," which you can't tell because I always edit it out. So yeah. Kendall does his best. We love love Kendall. Yes, we really do. So why did you want kids in the first place? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, I know. So I feel like, um... When I when I was 22 and I married your dad, which is really that's so young, young. But I can't I, even imagine that. Like I had that's known almost him. me. <laughs> yeah, I'd known him since I was 16. We've been dating and yeah, together. And same with me and Kendall. That's so wild. Totally knew that he was the guy for me. Um, oh, cute. But I don't. I, I feel like looking back, I really wasn't that self aware. Like even as you and your sister are, you're mm-hmm. so much more self aware and independent and confident. And I think, um, you know, my mom and dad did the best job they could. But like I just wasn't self-aware and sure. I, I don't know and so I don't know that I was like oh I, I honestly never thought oh when I get married and I grow up and I'm gonna have kids and I I'm gonna live in a house I'm gonna like it wasn't really like it that. wasn't like a thought it it wasn't like I wasn't that person that like had to get married and had right. to have kids like I like that though because a lot of people like still feel like that pressure and like no no yeah don't, like don't, I, I would yeah. like to get married but like I don't feel like I have to sorry Kendall if you're listening yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> like I don't feel yeah. like then like I absolutely have to get married to have kids or like mm-hmm. people always ask like oh when are you gonna have kids you know like grandparents and stuff like that yeah. when are you gonna get married and it's like I have I don't have to do that that's up to me right yeah. right well it was and it was like I think maybe three years into our marriage that we were like, Hey, maybe, maybe having kids. And, um, had you have talked about that? Like when you guys were younger or I, you just don't I, remember, I don't remember. Like you I got don't... married and then you're like, huh, maybe kids. <laughs> yeah. Like I, again, I don't know if that was just me or if that was just more my generation, but I don't know. Like maybe there was just the assumption. And so people didn't talk about it where yeah. now there isn't the assumption right. like, that, Oh, you're going to graduate college and get married and buy a house and have kids. And yeah. that's just like, that's, just the assumption I think yeah. of our generation yeah. and so there wasn't as much discussion there wasn't there were definitely more choices but the, you guys have even more choices and there isn't that pressure to get married mm-hmm. right away and so young and people are getting married in the 30s having babies yeah. in their 30s and and or not having awesome. children you yeah. know or not getting married or the family structures change you know maybe it's two moms and yeah. they, they birth children or they adopt children, or maybe it's two dads. And or I just think that structure has changed, which I is agree. awesome. I think it is awesome. I think it's great. Do you yeah. think that you and dad waited like a good amount of time before having kids? Because I know some people mm-hmm. like get married and they want to have kids right away. But like, do you think it was good for you guys to wait and like see mm-hmm. how you live together? Because like Kendall and I talk about that all the time. Like I told him, like we have to like actually like live, live together before we like 
get married if that's what happens because yeah. we've been like same with you and dad you guys did like long distance for yeah. like a good chunk of your relationship for four years yeah so you feel like three years was like a good chunk of time I mean it was for us like I yeah I think but it's different for everyone well else. it ended up being five years before we had kids right. because it took us a couple of years yeah. to have you um so I do think it was yeah it was enough time but I also think now if I were to advise mm-hmm. people your age I would say like what's the rush like right maybe yeah maybe yeah. wait till you're 28 29 30 mm-hmm. you know and, and then start thinking about babies and people still very much frowned upon uh, couples living together or at least in, in, in my that, family yeah. or in my religion and so um That's we so didn't live together and our parents would have freaked out <laughs> and so I think I would do that for sure yeah. I definitely yeah. would advise people now like see how it is to live together yeah. Yeah. so you can really see everyone's got good bad and ugly mm-hmm. in them you know yeah. and so like see what you're willing to tolerate what you can work with what you can't work with what are negotiable things what are non-negotiables and then build from there and not be in a hurry yeah yeah L- live your 20s and don't save be, money <laughs> save money save money and, and just you know travel if you can and, and see things and do things and not that you can't do that with kiddos but it's just it's harder it becomes their routine and their life not just you right, and right. what you want to do true you know so uh, did you have anything that you like specifically knew that you wanted to raise us with like values like religion or like gender neutral or stuff like I wouldn't say uh, we we're like completely gender neutral but like you would didn't encourage us just to play with Barbies because Barbies are for girls and dinosaurs are for boys like I remember that like we had toys that were like considered for boys and stuff like that yeah or like you let us like dress ourselves and like whatever we wanted like stuff like that did you yeah. think about that before having I, kids well and or no. just it kind of developed as like, we grew yeah I think and it became our own people yeah I think it just developed I don't think Again, there wasn't this concept so much of gender neutral. Like that is something right. that's come, uh, oh yeah, you're right. You're like right. evolved in yeah. your lifetime, which again I think is awesome. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah. But I guess I was always an advocate of um, figuring out who you helping you guys figure out who you were, and then helping you express that. Oh, that's so good. At the same time, like the most important thing was like being respectful of each other and yeah. loving each other and being kind. Mm-hmm. The rest is all secondary, I think. Um, If you can say that you raise kind people, which, you know, neither you or Maddie or dad or I are perfect, right? Mm -hmm. But I I think you and Maddie are really good-hearted, kind people. Like, if someone, yeah, I do. (laughs) I mean, and all the, again, it's important that you have productive lives, you're successful, how you want, however you define that. But that's, that's all that matters. So I think definitely respect in our house was like, number um, one. Yeah, yeah. And even when you got really mouthy when you were like in sixth grade. <laughs> Expose me. As no, all six, sixth grade girls sixth do. Grade was not my year. Um, I, I look back on that. I'm like, oh my God, who did I think I was? <laughs> I was yeah. such a brat yeah. in like sixth grade. That was my only bad year though. It could have lasted like no, all yeah. of high school. I, I turned around pretty quick. You cruised through, <laughs> I would say, yeah, eighth through 12th grade with like no issues. No real issues. Like you never broke curfew. No. You didn't like drink. You didn't like, I just, a you couple just, times Kendall stayed smooth. a little late though. We were talking about that the other day. Oh, he was yeah. like, remember when I used to pretend like I'd fall asleep and then we would just stay. <laughs> I did get after you guys one time though. I looked, I remember getting uh, up and I looked out my bedroom window, which faces the driveway in oh, the street where everybody parks. And I was like, huh, 
Kendall's car is still here. And it was like, I don't know, one o'clock. It was like 1 a.m. And I was so Oh my gosh, you were so scared. I heard you start walking and I was like, shit. (laughs) And I think that's the first time Kendall probably saw me angry. That was probably the one only time. Because I was like kind of quiet. I like said, hey, you guys, you know, Kendall's got to leave. I yelled down. And then I went down to the dining room and I sat and I was like, I did that, that I'm so disappointed in you. I know. This can oh never happen gosh. again. Right. Oh and Kendall was like, he could barely he look at me. <laughs> <laughs> he could barely look at me. Poor kid. I remember when you were coming down the stairs, I was like, oh my God, I know it's going to be so bad. So I was like, go to the bathroom. <laughs> he like ran as fast as he could. But that's like the only time, like in older years that I got in trouble. Not that yeah, there was like no. punishment for it, but you were definitely upset. Well, I was like, don't do it again. And of course <laughs> I'd fallen asleep. So part of that was my fault, really. I mean, it, it you know, I should have held you closer, more closely accountable yeah. for it. But, but yeah, you <laughs> guys happens. were, you guys were good kids. And so yeah, sixth grade, I think you were kind of mouthy. And so yeah. I remember a lot of times saying, I don't know that you meant to say it that way. I'm going to give you another chance to say it again. I remember that. And you would think about it. And sometimes you'd just be mad and you'd just stomp <laughs> off. And I was like, well, okay. And then other times you're like, okay. And you would say it like in a more respectful way. Cause we, I forgot about I that. I was trying to teach you that like, if you really want to communicate and you really want to get your, your wants and your needs met by the parent mm-hmm. or whoever, you can't talk to people like that. Right. It's not going to work in, to your benefit, you know? And yeah, yeah, you had a one rough year and it was smooth sailing, you know, so. Yeah, sixth grade was tough. Like, it was just oh, like, I remember hard school year. was really hard and then like, just like kids and I don't know. Well, you were transitioning into, uh, well, you're, you, I guess you were going to go to junior high the next <clears throat> year and. Right. Um, yeah, you think you're tough, right? You're like oh, yeah. 12 years old and you're like, oh, I'm going to be a teenager next year. And <laughs> I felt like that. I was like 16 and I remember thinking, oh, I had my first job. Yeah. I could drive. You feel like you're fully grown. And I was a smart aleck <laughs> from the time I was like 16 to 17. Yeah. That was my rough year. We yeah. all have I'm kind of surprised I had mine so young. Like I feel like normally that happens in like high school years. Yeah, but you've always been more mature for your yeah, age too. I so I think so. you entered that. True. At 12 where for me yeah. it was 16. You yeah, know? true, true. Yeah, yeah. What is your best parenting tip if you haven't already like said it? That's a very broad and scary question. Like if you could pick one thing. Well, and my students ask me similar questions, you know, too. And again, there's no right answer, but, um, and each kid is so different. Family Mm -hmm. dynamics are so different. So I don't ever pretend that there's one right way. Um, there's just things that we have researched that we know to be good practice Mm -hmm. and better ideas than others, you know? Um, so I think best parenting tip would be, for us as parents, not to dictate to children who they should be and how they should do it. We have to guide them, which is different than dictating. Yeah. So as they grow, we guide them and say, oh, that's you can't treat people that way. Try that again. You can't talk like that. So we guide them. But I think kids really come in. They are born with temperaments, mm-hmm. right? And so they come in with temperaments. We help shape those. And we really our job is to help you all discover who you are and what's going to make you happy. And that's hard because I remember like, even when you're like, you know, going through that first year of college and you're like, Oh, I don't know. Should I be this? Should I do this? What's going to make me happy? And I'm like, that was such a tough time. (laughs) I can't answer that for you. Like you are the only one that can answer what's going to make you happy. And I wish I had a, answer for that and a formula for that to happen. That was tough. Cause I so badly wanted you to just be like, you would be great at this. And, but like, you can't, answer that for your kid especially when you have yeah. kids that are so different because like Maddie right. and I are so different yeah and that's again a parenting tip would be like yeah your kids are just their own unique people and yeah. 
it's it's hard not to judge sometimes for mm-hmm. me anyway it's hard not to judge and say oh this way is <coughs> excuse me this way is better this this is the life you should be lead, leading yeah. you shouldn't leave this life you know i mean there are safe choices there are not safe choices there right. are um things that are going to get you where you want to go but you know quicker than other ways but i think if people if you especially now if you guys are being safe and you're figuring out what makes you happy of course, that road is going to look different for you than it does for Maddie, than yeah. it did for Kendall, and sure. so on. You know? Kendall, the third kid. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's my third kid, so I just kind of lump him in there. So I know yeah. that's so yeah. funny. I do. <laughs> yeah, sense. yeah. So, how do you handle meltdowns? For there like was little like kids? any kid. I mean, I could have had meltdowns in sixth grade when I was twelve. I don't know. You did. Oh my I gosh! She, no. You should tell them about the my five year old meltdowns because I do not remember this at all. Show me when I was older and I was like, "What the heck that happened?" Oh yeah, and I use that example all the time in yeah. class. Actually, I don't remember it at all. Which usually I remember everything. Yeah. Like my first memory is at two, so I'm surprised I don't you, remember. You have a good me- you have a better have a memory, memory usually than I do for that. Um, yeah, and so I, I tell this story because, like, you know, again, each I'm training people to be teachers and. Um, illustrating like how kids are different and different, different temperaments and stuff. Most meltdowns, like a true toddler tantrum, as long as you can see them and they're safe, you're going to let them tantrum because right. you really can't reason it, with a two-year-old in general, but let a two-year-old, <laughs> a two-year-old who's like totally in tantrum mode, you just have to let them tantrum, calm them, you know, teach them to deep breathe, calm themselves or stay safe while they're tantruming. And then you might simply talk to them in a two-year-old way about, um, how they were feeling because identifying feelings for twos and three-year-olds, two-year-olds and three-year-olds is really important. Um, that makes them healthier adults if they can identify emotions. But you, so when you were five, so you were a very, very active kid. (laughs) I still am. I mean, from the time you were born, from the time you were born, like you were so active in, in utero and, um, yeah, and I'm a little bit like that too, you know, but yeah. so she was just go, you know, you were just a go, go, go kind of kid <laughs> and always tapping and dancing and singing and running around the oh, house yeah. and running around outside. So I, you know, we did look at lots of school options for you because I was like, Oh Lord, she's I not going to do well about that. in a traditional we kindergarten schools. Yeah. I yeah. forgot about that. Cause when we go yeah. to that one, that was like the old library. I remember like touring that at some point. I don't know if that was for kindergarten, that little like daycare preschool thing that's by the gas station. Oh, in Cool Valley. Valley. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't, I've been in there. there. Maybe. Maybe it was for preschool. I don't know. So I, so we, yeah. So I went to different kindergartens. Yeah. Cause it was kindergartens. I toured, but, um, and then I was reading books about homeschooling, which again, either there are kindergartens that are awesome Mm -hmm. and that are horrible. There are homeschooling situations that I think are amazing and awesome and some that are done really poorly. So anyway, so we found, so I checked out different schools, different options. And we thought, Oh, this kindergarten in Coal Valley is going to be awesome because it was play-based and she understood young children. Right. So I'm like, this will be great. And so you did really well because again, she allowed you to move and play and have learning centers, but it took you so much effort to focus and to sit still mm-hmm. for even the, the short periods of time that she made you. And so you would um, require juice and a snack <laughs> on the way home, which was like a, literally a two-minute drive. So you'd always juice oh, and yeah. snack on the way home, get your blood sugar back up. and <laughs> Still then, the same. Still the same. She needs that blood sugar kept up. And then um, hangry like nobody's ever oh. seen before. Oh, yeah. Um, so then, yeah, and you would literally get in the door um, from the garage and just – 
melt, like melt on the floor, throw your book bag down and cry so hard. And the first time I, it happened, I was like, what is wrong? Like what's going on? But then I realized, and he only did it for maybe, I don't know, a month, let's say maybe shorter, like maybe longer. Like the first month of school. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it was just your way of like, Oh, letting it all out. I had <laughs> held it together all day at school. And I so, still feel like that. Like whenever yeah. I have to be quiet in school or mm-hmm. I don't get to talk to someone all day, like working alone, I come home and I just like talk and talk, even if it's to myself, cause I'm here. I, yeah. I like to talk to myself, which so, is probably weird. But... I think communications is a good major for you. <laughs> I would say so. Yeah. <laughs> but again, that kind of goes back to that parenting tip too, as well as answering what to do about tantrums. Like let each kid do their thing. And if I would have said, stop that, Emma, don't do that, Emma, that's not appropriate. Yeah. Cut it out and try to put you back into a box. It, it just wouldn't have helped. You needed to let that out. Yeah. And so I think as adults, sometimes we're like afraid of kids emotions because we're supposed to handle kids and we're supposed to be in charge, but that's just all crap. I mean, yeah, there's a, we're in authority. We're, we're the, the leader in the families or whatever, but let kids emotion how they need to emotion yeah you know (laughs) there was a podcast that I listened to and they talk a lot she just had a baby so she talks a lot about like how she's learning how to parent and like deal with her kids um, meltdowns and stuff and she Mm -hmm. said something like a lot of like people are taught to just like do what they can to make the baby stop crying and like push away their feelings like oh here look at this let me distract you instead of like yeah yeah. okay you're feeling sad because of this and that's okay and you can express how you feel exactly instead of just like making them shut up so that you can feel better it totally that's i thought that was so like powerful i heard that i was like oh my gosh i've never thought about it in that way yeah yeah because again we want to raise like the end result i always tell students when we're talking about guiding children's behaviors guiding children's behaviors Mm -hmm. um that um, yeah, we need to help them identify their emotions because we want them to grow to be adults yeah. that are happy, yeah. healthy, successful. If they don't learn it young, then they won't learn it when yeah. they're older. Yeah. And to say it's, you know, it's okay that you're angry, but you can't hit your friend. Yeah. When you're angry, you can sit down in a calm area and or, deep breathe. Um, or my mom taught me how to, um, I had a mad journal. Yep. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yes. Frightening. Oh. Frightening to read. Do but you yes. still have it? No, I don't oh, think so. Oh, gosh. I wish we did. I, I remember, so. like, whenever I would get angry, I would go to my mad journal, and I would draw so <laughs> many bad pictures of her, man. <laughs> I would. Like, I would. I remember. expose me. No, I would draw so, like, I, not even, like, for, like, reasonable things. You know, just, like, I can't have a snack right now, and I'm pissed. So I go up and, like, draw yeah, pictures of yeah. my parents. And, like, there was this one time where Maddie and I got sent to our bedrooms, and our bedrooms are, like, close enough that we could see each other. So I pretended that I knew how to make an airplane, a paper airplane, which I definitely didn't. And so I tried to throw it to, to her Maddie's bedroom, yeah. and it went down the stairs instead. And then it was a mad drawing on my mom, and then she saw it, and I was like, shit (laughs) like I thought I was gonna be grounded forever or something I was like so scared and it's hard it's hard (laughs) to as a parent that's one of the hard I remember being kind of like shocked by my emotions even as a parent like like that really hurt my feelings but you have to like you You have have to to go figure it out hey that's that's my kid expressing themselves (laughs) and they're not 
an adult. They're a child. Yeah. I'm the adult. Right. I need to be in control of my my emotions to help them deal with their emotions. You know, and, and a lot of it is yeah. pat. It's like over by the next day or over after a few hours. Like it's not like Half I was hour. ever mad at you for more than like two days. For sure. There was definitely yeah. a few times where I got so mad when I was a kid where I was like, I'm never talking to them again. Like I would sit in my room and I was like, I'm never coming out of my bedroom. Like I'll just starve. I won't ever speak to them again. <laughs> I remember one time putting you to bed. Again, I use this example in class. So all my students know you oh, as yeah. a small child. Um, but she's, I don't know what had happened, whatever. And I went into like, because as, as, as parents and teachers too, it's important to like, once you discipline your kid or the child's upset, um, then you move on, right? Like you've, mm-hmm. you've given them their consequence or you've, you've talked to them or they've yelled at you or whatever the situation. And then it gets resolved and then you don't hold it against them. Like you just move on. And so whatever you'd done and then you'd gone to bed and I was like, Oh, you know, so I went in to tuck you in and say goodnight, read a book. And you were like, you are a mean mommy. <gasps> Did I really? You were little. <laughs> oh, and I, I never forgot it. You only said that one time to me. And I was, I remember thinking like, I want to cry right oh, yeah. now. Like, but you were just being honest and you were mad at me right then. <laughs> it's not that I was actually mean. I knew right. I wasn't mean. Yeah. I knew you didn't think I was mean. But mm-hmm. at that moment, you were really still mad at me. And I was oh, like, yeah. well, you know, I am your mom and I love you and I don't need to be your friend. So that's I think okay. I, I remember and you I walked saying away. that to me a few times. <laughs> but yeah. Like now we're friends, but I still right. think we're, st- I mean, you know, I think there's always that mother-daughter thing. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a parenting mistake is when people try to be especially as oh, teenagers yeah. when yeah. we try to be their friends and that that sends kids mixed messages i it think does. we need to separate our like we're friendly now you're grown and yeah. you're living on your own and i would say we're friends and and you're a very very important person in my life mm-hmm. but right back at you i love you so <laughs> I much love you. but i wasn't i wasn't your friend when you're 16 17 right. 18 that wasn't my yeah. job so it's hard to keep that separate sometimes that's a good point yeah what about what's the best part of having kids you can say one for me and one for Maddie if you want, or if you just have a general the best thing. Part. Oh, that's there's so many. <laughs> like really. Out of the house. <laughs> My dad just said, "Getting them out of the house." Thanks, Dad. <laughs> when, when they leave us alone. Um, the best part about having kids is really the process of watching them grow. I guess that kind of encompasses everything. Yeah. Like, you know, they do something amazing when they're six months old, and they do something amazing when they're two years old, and so on, and you get to be witness to that. Yeah. And then you see little parts of yourself and your partner come out in your children. That uh, has to be so cool to see like sometimes how your it's kids... frightening is all get out because you're like, whoops, that got oh, passed yeah. on genetically. Sorry about that. Oh yeah. Um, Me and my dad are like, we have so many similar things, but I have all of his issues at 20. So I'm like, I'm screwed for life. <laughs> all your physical uh, ailments oh, yeah. Yeah. at 20. But it is cool to see like, how much I am like, like you and like dad or even like looks wise and personality wise. And like, I don't know, just like how you grow up and watch your parents, like that really affects you. And like, Mm -hmm. you don't realize it until you grow up and then you're like, wow, like (laughs) we're all twins. Nature, that nature versus nurture, like part of it's part like genetics and it's part that like you can't separate it because you, you, we design the environment that you're raised in, you know, but, but yeah, just getting to be a witness to them growing up and, Again, people make mistakes. Your kids aren't perfect and you're not perfect, but that we're at this point where we're like friendly and yeah. like, it's good, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't even remember like the last time we like fought or anything. It's probably been like forever. It's been I... sailing for a good, I don't know, five years for yeah. the most part. I mean, I'm sure we still say and do things to piss each other oh, off sure. once in a while, yeah. but like, um, 
Yeah, not fight. Good. It's not yeah. fight is not really a thing no. anymore. Yeah. I mean, we never really even like fought, fought, like screaming back and forth. Like I never, I mean, maybe in sixth grade, but like never like, did we ever have a screaming match? No, I'm not well, a screamer. Also, yeah, you I'm didn't really like, you never screamed. Well, it's like daddy and I, we fight, but we rarely scream yeah, at each other. Yeah, I don't other. think I've ever seen you guys scream at each other in my life. It's, I'm usually a crier, if anything. Oh, me too. I cry. Me too. If I'm upset, <laughs> I cry. If I'm sad, I cry. If oh, I'm, yeah mad I cry <laughs> oh oh yeah I feel that so that's my that. thing versus yelling so for sure that's just me so I guess to wrap it up if you could say one favorite thing about Maddie and one favorite thing about me so that when I listen back I'm be like damn my mom really does love me oh my gosh the pressure <laughs> the pressure I, I, I could what, do mine first for you and dad I got something oh okay, you got I got it. something okay. so okay um so for you I would say maybe something I admire about you because you also get to see things that your kids have and can do that you can't yeah like that now that you're adults and so again there's so many things that I do love about each of you guys but I admire that you seem to be able to communicate effectively with so many different types of people not that people still don't make you mad or you know you get yeah. upset or whatever but like like you can talk to my mom, your, mm-hmm. your, you know, your grandma, your grandma and grandpa Anderson, your sister, your friends at work, your friends from high school, like all these different groups of people and you can modify your communication pattern. Yeah. Uh, I guess I really I didn't choose the right major. <laughs> awesome that you can do that. Cause I still struggle with that sometimes. Like yeah. I think I'm good at it at my job. Because those are my, I don't know, it's just different, uh, you know, because yeah. I'm like the leader in the classroom kind of a thing. But in my personal life, I still struggle a little bit with it's hard changing my communication or the way I think, depending on the group I'm with. Yeah, I, I'm it's still really, it's still working tough. on that. Yeah, yeah, I and, feel like it took me a long time to be able to do that. I don't really even know what changed. I feel like it's honestly the management thing. I like, think it was management that, that is changed. Huge. That is the biggest impact in my life. I think so too. I Which think I that would have never you grew guessed. so much. I was such a shy kid and then that one mm-hmm, thing happened mm-hmm. and it like changed everything for me. Yeah, you took on like you really became a leader and I I would have never thought that. that for myself. I admi- oh, never. No. no. It's cuz you were so quiet and shy. I was so shy. Not and at still home, can... but in like public. Yeah. Yeah, we can still there's moments where we're all like that. Sure. But... Yeah. And Maddie, my favorite thing, again there are so many. Um but she is so um, open-minded um, while still being strong in certain yeah. opinions about mm-hmm. how people and animals should be treated. So that's a, that's a tough combination. Like, again, she's super loving, super open-minded, all different kinds of people. doesn't matter your religion, race, culture, whatever. She, if you're good to her, she's good to you kind of a thing. But she does have very... Um, certain thoughts and ideas that are, are powerful in, in her life. And yeah. she's still able to hold on to those and communicate those without, um, without being closed minded. Yeah. It's hard to yeah. say how that, it's yeah. hard to explain. Yeah. Like Maddie saying, I get what you're saying though. Yeah. You know her. So you understand oh, yeah. what I'm saying. I like, understand. Yeah. There's just certain things she won't budge on, which is I think <laughs> yeah. a great thing. I think yeah. that to be strong minded and have your opinions, but, but again, she gets along with a lot of different types of people. She does. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. For you, no. I like. Okay. Oh, she's like, you're gonna cut about that. I forgot about that part. Okay. <laughs> I like how calming and caring you are, and oh. you're you're very very smart. Listening oh. to this, I'm like, thank you. Oh my god, <laughs> you're very smart. It's funny because I growing up, not, didn't really think that about myself. You're very smart, and I still think I have a lot to learn. But well, but thank you. You're welcome, mm-hmm. Dad. He's in the room, so I'm gonna address him right now. 
I like that we're twins. Yeah. Yeah, you get me. We have the same um, humor. We got the same, lots of different things about us. Really? Yes, yes. I like that about you as well. Oh, apparently he likes me as well. <laughs> Most of the time. I'm a keeper. He's sweet. Keeper. I think you guys are keepers too. Yeah. Thank you for being on my podcast This today. has been fun. I think this is my favorite episode of all time. It's because we're crazy. Yeah. It's because we vibe so well. Yeah. Yeah. My dad was going to be on this, but he was like, you guys talk mm. way too much. I wouldn't even get a word <laughs> in. I was like, honestly, you're probably right. Yeah. So he's still in the room, but he's he's listening today. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, mom, thank you. Thank you. And we'll talk next week.